You're listening to the GU Podcast with Megan and Jade. We'll be chatting about self-pleasure, mental health, careers, sex, relationships, and everything in between. Nothing is TMI. So strap in and strap on. Welcome back to the GU Podcast. We hope everyone's 2023 is going well so far. This episode's kind of been inspired by some of the questions and topic requests we've had from you guys on our Instagram, and it's going to be about toxic people. Love a good toxic people chat. I know. I feel like we've been through a few. <laughs> yeah. We've got so much We experience. are some. No, yeah. We are toxic, so we're going to speak um, from that side. Yeah. <laughs> We feel attacked. That's why we're doing this episode. We're calling you out. We're actually going to name you. (laughs) Um, And as well as those bad eggs that ruin a good time, I feel like every social circle has one. Yes. And you've got to learn to deal with it. At least one bad egg. Yeah. And they drain as well. They do. They drain a lot of energy. Yeah. And it takes a lot of energy to see them again. I know. (laughs) And keep doing it. (laughs) To psych yourself up. Yeah. You're like, are they going to be there? Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll just jump straight into it. Um, first question that was submitted by someone on Instagram when we put up one of our polls is how to identify toxic people in the first place. How have we gone about it? Yeah. You think it would be really obvious because you're like, toxic people, you're going to, man, can spot them from a mile away. Yeah. Uh, it's not always the case. Definitely not. Especially if it's a friend that you've known for a long time and they've just slowly become toxic yeah. over the years and it's hard to think like, my friend is a toxic asshole, or yeah. my friend's just going through a bad time right now. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, and we will. T- I feel like it's going to be in both, like all the questions that were asked. But it's like finding that balance of giving someone a chance because they might just be having a bad day, mm. or whether you just write them off completely because Bye, it's bitch. hard. Like once you build up those boundaries, like do I keep investing energy in this person, or even um. I've had people that the first couple of times I've met them or hung out with them, I thought, like, such a nice person, Mm. like, very charismatic. And then later on, you're like, are they a toxic narcissist? Like, this is what's happening. Yeah. With drama, like, always following them around. It's like, oh, I think you could be the issue. (laughs) Am I the drama? (laughs) So, yeah. Well, that's actually a good jump into, like, a couple of the points we had. Yeah. Because a few things you might notice yourself and the big one that we talk about is you feel so anxious yep. about seeing that person because you don't know what the situation's going to be and you know that you're going to be drained. Yeah, 100%. And it's hard to like, yeah, you know that you're going to have to put all your shit aside to like take on more of their stuff. Yes. And you know it's going to be, you're going to feel exhausted afterwards and like wiped out. Yep. It's always like if you catch up with them for breakfast in the morning, you're like you're wiped out for the rest of the day. Like I need a nap after that whole conversation. Yeah. And then you go home and you do have a nap. Yeah. It is. You're right though. You kind of, you'll feel like you're just taking on their baggage mm-hmm. and you're like, cool. So I have nothing left in my tank yep. for myself now. Yeah, absolutely. I feel one that um, I is like a red flag to me these days is that I know when you're younger and like you first get your license and stuff and you love driving around and yeah. you love like meeting up with people <laughs> and being that like go-to person because you've got a car and you've got your license. But then as you get older, 
you don't want to be that one person going to them all the time. Like I know situations change in people's lives, that people have kids and all that kind of stuff, which means sometimes relationships, whether it's a romantic relationship or a friendship, they're not always 50-50. Like sometimes it's 80-20 and like that's totally fine, but it can't be like that all the time. Yeah. And it's really important to be able to spot like, oh, you know what, like the last handful of times we've caught up, I've had to drive to you and I've had to initiate that catch up yeah and to me i'm like oh i don't want to keep doing that and that's part of the um so they'll always expect you to be there for them 100 percent. yeah but when it comes to you suddenly needing someone they're too busy and mm-hmm. they can't make time for you and they just disappear yeah so it's like if you are noticing you've got a one-way street yeah i would have a closer look at that yeah definitely it goes with advice as well i feel like i give really in-depth advice to people and then I notice sometimes when I will like try and lean on someone it's really like shallow superficial oh you'll be okay I know like but I'm not (laughs) here pat pat on the back anyway on to me yeah I'm like anyway my life's falling apart (laughs) I'm like cool let's talk about that you're like okay let me just put all of my stuff aside now yeah to take on your crap let me just get in the bin real quick yeah and we'll come back to this conversation (laughs) you kind of feel like you also almost have to be a different person when you're around them. You mm-hmm. just have to, you can't be yourself. You have to almost just like put on this other persona to be with this person to accommodate them. And that will lead straight into you feeling so drained. Yeah, definitely. And like we said before, like drama follows them, not just in their social circle, but in their workplace as well. I feel like mm. they just, if they're toxic and they don't have the social skills and they don't, they're not open to like learning them. Yeah. Learning those social skills, then they have difficulty at work and in their personal life. And unfortunately, sometimes you don't realize that until you're like in the friendship or in the relationship. Um, That's definitely a red flag for me. And leading on from that, it will never be their fault. Yeah. It will always be someone else's fault. And it's like at some point, okay, Who's the common denominator in all of this drama and all yep. of these issues, mate? It's you. Yeah. Probably have a bit of a look at yourself. Yeah. And I don't mind talking to someone about their drama when it's like a reflection thing. Like you're having a conversation and you can be like, hey, have you thought about it from this person's point of view? And you can like self-reflect and you can sort of see like what your faults are as well. But when you're like dealing with somebody that just wants to blame someone else, it's really hard to talk to them about their problems because it's like yeah. hey like, I actually think you're part of this but, <laughs> but they're not gonna receive that well at all you're like I'm not gonna say that because you will probably then yep. attack me definitely yeah those are from our discussion the main like signs that we think you notice and you pick up when you do have someone toxic in your life yeah If you're looking for a toy that can be used solo or with a partner, you need to check out the Black Widow. She's sleek, she's sexy and proof that good things come in small packages. And that's why we're offering our listeners 20% off. Simply head over to our website, add to cart and put the code GUPODCAST for that sweet discount. You can thank us later. So now that we have talked about how to identify those toxic people... The next part of this question was how do you actually deal with them when you've got to see them and you've got to interact with them in your everyday life? Um, Drained. Yeah. That's how we do it. Yeah, we just suck it off and then come home and have a nap. <laughs> then we, yeah, we talk to our men about it and yeah. then they also hate themselves. Yeah. They're also like, I'm ready to fight. Mm, God. 
No, I feel like I'm a good um, people reader initially, but I think I'm probably a little bit too far to the right where um, if I just feel like your vibe's off or the initial interaction's off, like I tend to just move on to like the next person and have a conversation with the next person. Whereas like my partner, for example, will sit there and give somebody a chance time (laughs) after time after time again. And then something like, okay, not always, but something will happen. Like, I'm like, I saw that from a mile away. I fucking told you. (laughs) Like, the second this person opened their mouth, no good for you. Like, just leave that as a superficial interaction. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so I think you can be too far to the left, too far to the right. You need to find, like, a happy medium because, yeah, like you said before, someone could just be having an off day and you fully just judge them on that one interaction. They're like, oh, I wanted to be your friend. (laughs) Bye, bitch. (laughs) Yeah. um, You're right, though. And finding that medium is really hard because there's so many it's not as cut and dry as like okay that person's definitely toxic just cut them off Mm -hmm. because sometimes that toxic person is in the friend group you can't cut them off you have to see them and interact with them Mm -hmm. um and I think you've just got to limit in that scenario you've got to limit your interaction with that person otherwise you will be drained and you'll just you won't want to catch up with that friend group anymore no it can be pretty soul destroying I think Finding the happy medium too, it's harder the older you get. Like when yeah. you're younger and you're at parties and you're doing all this kind of really just, you're just living life and you don't care and you've got all the time in the world. And then next minute you're like nearly 30, <laughs> got a mortgage and you're like, oh my God, I don't have all the time in the world at all. And all of a sudden, like you don't want to like invest all your time and energy into these friendships and then have it fizzle out. Like people say, like you want to invest time and energy mm. and have it stick around. So um yeah just finding that balance I think gets harder the older you get because you have less time you have less patience too that's true (laughs) and the fizzle out thing like so many people will be like oh you know just let it fizzle out just let it die Mm. naturally but that sucks like yes that is definitely one option like you can just kind of let the toxic friendship just die out you just kind of stop responding and Mm -hmm. don't put in that effort but if they're a lifelong friend that isn't fun and you kind of question if you're doing the right thing oh a hundred percent i think like you said when you've got a long-term friend as well that has been around for the longest time like you're often you're like ingrained in their family and they're ingrained in your family and like for sure just letting it fizzle out is not that easy but even though you might think it's for the best like it's a really hard decision to make yeah one way to get rid of a toxic person is um to tell your mum that they're shit yeah. because your mum will hate them forever and you won't be able to be friends with that person. Yeah. Not <laughs> that is not a lie. <laughs> mums are like, no. It's a no from me. Mums- and then it's a no forever. Yeah. Mums can be right or die. Oh God. I guess some tips that I have, um, and like no one take this as gospel because it's just as I go through life. But the biggest thing for me is that I think my biggest fault is holding on to things for too long because Mm -hmm. I feel bad for cutting someone off. Like they could trot all over me and I will still be like, hey, do you want me to plan your birthday? Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm fucking shit. What can I do to help you? That I think ties into like the unfortunate um, personality of being a bit of a people pleaser. Yeah. You want to make people happy and you're right, letting go of that and cutting tires and not not having that guilt is so hard. It is, especially I feel like when you've been like in – maybe more like a romantic relationships maybe where you've like felt like second priority or maybe Mm. you've grown up in a household where like you haven't been 
looked at as first priority and things like that. So naturally, when you grow up, you want people to feel good and you want people not to feel like that. And often that leads to people pleasing and you're like, no, I just want to do everything for you and they do nothing for you. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) It's trash. Um, But yeah, don't invest your energy into a friendship that's not serving both of you for too long. Yeah, it definitely needs to be a two-way street. 100%. I didn't want to say like, don't be in a friendship for too long that's not serving you because that's kind of selfish like you can't just have yeah, everything like bow down to me let me be the toxic person for once <laughs> can we swap yeah <laughs> so that's probably the big thing um if you can avoid that person yeah let's be honest just limit that interaction time with them. if they're not in that friend group and you're starting to notice all of this just limit the amount of time you spend with them if you can't cut them off straight away because you need to progress into that just to you know, you don't want to have that guilty feeling. You want to make mm-hmm. sure that it, they're not just going through something. Just limit that time. Just see what happens as well. Yeah. A little trick that I've found helpful for me is bringing all my friends together in mm. a group. Um, I found that I was running around trying to fit everybody in separately because my yeah. friends are very different. And now my outlook is, you know what, if they can't all just get together <laughs> and get along for an hour while we all catch up for lunch, then like how mature are we really? And yeah. I kind of figured that like, The people that aren't interested in doing that and making that little bit of effort, they just, they naturally just dwindle off anyway, but they don't want to be part of your group. They don't want to like, I don't know, they don't want to have that social aspects. They just kind of like drop off. And it's a really good way for me to be like, oh, so I'm not chasing after you then. Yeah. You know, it's not all about you. And I understand that maybe some people are a little bit more introverted, but- you're an adult, you can go and, you know, spend some time with some people that you maybe don't know, you might make some new mm-hmm. friends. But yeah, when they don't, when they refuse to make that effort for you, you're not asking yeah. for much, like an hour of their time. Yeah. It's, and when they say no, okay, well, yeah. you let me know when you organise the next yeah, thing, I'm exactly. going to leave that ball in your court. Yeah, that's the trick, I think. Just, yeah, so it's not all on you all the time. And then the ball stays in their court. <laughs> It just bounces, bounces, <laughs> dribbles out. <laughs> um, be intentional with your friendships as well and, like, have those hard conversations. I think if something hurts you in your friendship um, or you're not happy with something in your friendship and you bring it up and mm. it all just goes to shit and it's, like, a fight, it's probably not a friendship that you should be in yeah. anyway. Like, if every conversation that's not, you know, a joke is a fight. Yeah. <laughs> red flag. Yeah, and if you like, if their immediate thing is to get on the defensive and attack you, mm-hmm. okay, no worries. I'm going to just let you sit with that. And yeah. if they're mature and they're actually not toxic, maybe they're just going through a shitty time, mm-hmm. they will hopefully come back and be like, look, I, I see what you're saying. You know, I'm sorry. I don't want to lose the friendship. But if they go radio silent and they're expecting you to be the one to apologize yeah. just because you wanted to address something, no, no. nope. No, not at all. Following on from those toxic friends, Mm -hmm. another question which is really interesting because (laughs) when you think about it, you're like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. Dropping friends who don't grow with you or they expect you not to change from the first time you've met them. Yeah. And if you've met them when you're 15 or you're like 18. (laughs) Yeah. Why do they want you to stay stuck in that kind of time period? It's a hard one because I think it's probably not a skill you're going to master. But it's going to be one that you probably have to implement before you know anything about it. Like, yeah, I can probably think of quite a few friends that I've grown up with and I'm just like, oh, my God, like we're just not for each other anymore. I think one thing I've noticed is that um, 
if your friendship's truly not purposeful, like we've already discussed, it's probably naturally going to fizzle out anyway with a little bit of distance. Yeah. Like if you put those tactics that we just mentioned in place, like, um, you know, combining your new friends with your old friends, trying to do those types of things on your part and they're not really like coming to the party or they don't make the effort or you can tell they're not really happy to be there. Like they're just sitting there at the end of the table, mm. like not engaging and they're being a little bit rude. Sulky. Yeah, I think... Your friendship will naturally fizzle out, but if you are a people pleaser and you continue on, you know, meeting them outside of the social circle and like doing that extra mile effort, unfortunately, you're probably going to be like locked into it a little bit longer than you should be. So I think it's like really important to just recognize your own boundaries, which I think is hard when you have um, the time to accommodate that person. Yeah. I think it's not until you get like a partner or like a house or like... A busy job that you're really passionate about and then all of a sudden it's like oh I don't actually have all the time in the world during a working week to fit you in mm. like so you need to come to the party I don't know yeah it's hard I think um with this one as well maybe your friend is a little bit slower to mature so mm-hmm. I would try and invite those friends to like new situations and new experiences and like introduce them to new people. But mm-hmm. if they were very firm and stuck in their way of like, I don't know, too scared to kind of grow up and meet new people and make new friends and have new experiences, I would just, I would let that fizzle out. Yeah. And I have done that in the past, but I, I haven't felt bad because that person has then gone on to be friends with people that are more suited to them. And yeah. That's easy when they've got that other group that they can go to. But when you know you're their only friend, it's so hard to drop them. And I don't think it's ever a skill that you can learn. I think it's just a situation you're going to find yourself in and you're going to go, right, how am I actually going to deal with this? And talking to someone else is a really good way because maybe they've gone through something similar. Yeah. I think finding that third party to talk to is really healthy because a lot of it, like the fizzling out, I guess, that I've experienced over the last 12 months, um, I don't know, like it has, it's been a lot to like internally deal with. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I'm like, am I the common denominator? (laughs) Like, why am I losing, why am I all of a sudden thinking like I need to drop this person and this person doesn't fit with me anymore and like I've never felt like that before. I've just been really cruisy to like shoot the breeze and live life but yeah like I said once you start to have priorities in life you think you know my time just needs to be spent better um, yeah, but it's really hard true. to actually like internally come to grips with that as a person it's a lot so having someone that you can trust to talk to about it I think is really important as you you talked about like as you get older and you start working full-time and you get a partner your time outside of that stuff becomes really precious and mm-hmm. you want to spend it with people that you love and enjoy spending time with. And you've you've got that mate that's like, especially if they're single, you you don't mind going to the pub and having a couple drinks, but if they're single and they're like, oh, you know, I want to go out and get pissed all the time. It's like, look, I'm happy to do that like every now and then with you, but Mm -hmm. that can't be our only source of like experience and stuff that we do as a friend. We have to do other stuff. And that gets really, that gets really frustrating. Yeah. Just like carrying on from that question, I don't know about you, but I've got some really weird coping mechanisms when it comes to <laughs> <laughs> who I invest my time and energy in. And I feel like I've had to do that because I don't know what else to do. But um, so a few things that I think of is, you know, would I 
pay for dinner for this person? The answer is no. That's a good one. I don't. I don't invest much time in there. Um, Like with the wedding coming up, I'm like, would I pay for that person to attend my wedding and like watch them have a good time knowing that I've funded that? If the answer is no, <laughs> yeah. they're probably not that close to me, like or not as close as I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, I use weird things like that because, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like when it comes to – I know that um, money for me is like a driver. So when I'm like, would I spend money on this person? No. Yeah. <laughs> then they're probably not that close to me. And it's not because you expect them to spend money on you, but they like repaying you with effort and a good friendship. But yeah, that's quite a good coping mechanism. Like if I kind of think, you know, would I pay to hang out with this person? Yeah. Um, No, probably not. (laughs) I don't know. I just sometimes sometimes like you have to just put weird things in place that like work for you because asking the normal questions like, oh, you know, has this person done, you know, X, Y, Z for me over the years? The answer is probably yes. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you should keep them around because they're not doing that for you anymore. Like, yeah. so, you know, moving forward as adults, yeah, would I pay for this person's time? No, absolutely not. Yeah. It should be free. It's a comedy <laughs> session over here. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if I if this is similar, but my thing is – I go like, have I helped this person out before? Have I Mm -hmm. been there for this person? I'm like, yep, if I have, can I rely on this person or could I rely on this person to be there for me? And honestly, for like a lot of friendships that have died off now, it was no, I actually Mm -hmm. couldn't rely on that person. But I was just so willing to just put all my effort into Mm -hmm. the friendship. And it's like, you know what, you just got to drop them. And that sounds harsh, but Mm -hmm. how much of your energy do you want to keep giving? Yeah. If you wouldn't put them as the emergency contact on your hospital forms, like if you've still got to put mum on that shit (laughs) at like nearly 30, you probably don't have a reliable circle of friends around you. (laughs) One of your friends has to be good enough to be your emergency contact. Exactly. I think as well, I've found that when I'm dealing with somebody that I'm not vibing with as much anymore, I tend not to invite them into my space as often. Like I'm more inclined to like meet them at a cafe or do something in that like in public spaces together rather than like invite them to my house because I Mm. don't want to be stuck at my house with for like three fucking hours talking to this person about their baggage I'm like I can't do this and for those people that are very big on energy Mm -hmm. you don't want that energy now stuck in your space because then you're like I have to cleanse this motherfucker (laughs) I'm gonna open all of my doors and windows and I'm gonna smudge this place yeah yeah 100% no I fully agree so Like, look, for me, when it comes to dropping friends, I don't have a set answer on the best way or like skills that you can implement to do this. But you just have to know yourself, I think, Mm -hmm. and know the situation. If it's not working for you, you've just got to tactfully find a way to exit that friendship. Yeah. And don't feel bad about it. I I think people are going to tell you, oh, should you really be doing that? Or maybe they're going through something like at some point in time, you just have to be with your decision and whatever that decision is, is fine. Yeah. Like if they've had, it's going to hurt, but. <laughs> and if they've had plenty of chances and you've given them those chances mm-hmm. and they're not showing you that they're worth it, you know, bye. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> so final thoughts to wrap up all of that information because it was a little bit of a information overload um we've picked out what we feel like is really important to take away from this episode um these are just things i guess that we've learned along the way yeah just 
our personal experience that's led us to these realizations <laughs> and coping mechanisms. But the first one we talked about it you've got to set your boundaries Mm -hmm. and you have to look after yourself if they get upset with your boundaries as well that shows you a lot about them because who is not going to respect someone else's boundary yeah absolutely and like if they're a close friend it can be a little bit harder because you've got years of history to just cut off or fizzle out like people say um so always try talking to the person before you just cut them off don't just assume that what you're reading is right always try and have that conversation um and if they're just being a bit of a shitty friend and they didn't realize (laughs) that they were like really slacking off hopefully that's enough to snap them out of it but you know it'll also give you a good idea of maybe walking away from their friendships the right thing to do yeah you'll know in that moment if they don't come back to you and see your point of view set them free yeah goodbye (laughs) don't come back (laughs) And we've mentioned this a few times. Limit your time around those toxic people. Mm. If you can't avoid them 100%, just limit that interaction as much as possible. Yeah. It's okay in a group setting, I think, to, especially when you've had dramas with them, like time and time again, to be short, like be politely short and just, yeah, not invest too much time and energy into them. Yeah. Other people can spend their time with them in Mm. the friend group and you can all rotate on being drained. (laughs) <laughs> on clock rotation yep. on call just tap out i'm gonna tap yeah. you in bro oh. uh, don't feel guilty ditch the blame so i think that's really good when you're trying to suss out whether you're going to fix the friendship or whether you know that you want to walk away from it either way like don't focus too much on the blame because yeah it's like one of the hardest things to do is to say sorry like I fucked up. So you're probably not going to get that straight away. And if you determine the relationship on that, you're probably going to be walking away from a lot of friendships. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let them put their like guilt and that onto you as well. Mm -hmm. If you want to give them one more chance, really be firm with yourself. This is the last chance I'm giving them. Yep. Another good one is don't be embarrassed by how a situation makes you feel like don't think that you need to have no feelings you're like a stone cold bitch yeah you know your feelings are valid you're allowed to be hurt you're allowed to be upset especially when you absorb a lot of that like we've talked about you really mm-hmm. pick up people's energies um you know acknowledge your hurt if you need to have a bit of a cry and kind of if it's a friendship and you want to mourn it you do that but get yourself to move on yeah definitely i think like people um move on from friendships like at their own pace you can't force somebody to leave a friendship until they're ready so often like you'll go through it and then the next person will go through it and by the time they're going through it like you're well and truly over it so it's just really important to make sure that like you're not giving out superficial advice like oh you'll get over it like because it hurts in the moment so you just need to be yeah weary yeah you're allowed to mourn a friendship like they're just as meaningful and important as a relation like a romantic relationship 100 percent um, and reach out to people who find who you find interesting. I think that's a a different one, I guess, that I've found over the last twelve months, I would say, is that my friend group now is not what I thought it would be. Like yeah. it's full of such different people now. And I think it's just due to like transition different stages of life, like people that like we've discussed, weren't willing to like grow with me or at least acknowledge that I'm going down a different path and just, you know, be with me on that journey. Yeah. I've sort of been left behind and now I've got a different friend group and it's still one that's very much like evolving and we're still becoming friends per se. Yeah. Like it's still really new. Um, but don't be afraid to reach out to people that you think, oh, like that person looks like they're into the same 
stuff as me, like yep. drop them a message. Yeah. I think that's the best thing about slide social in. media as well. Slide into their DMs. Slide into their DMs. <laughs> the best things happen when you slide into people's DMs. Isn't that how you and Kieran literally got together? <laughs> that's true. That's a good one. And, you know, as you're getting rid of these toxic friends or people in your life, you have space for new friends. Like, don't mm-hmm. feel like you're too old to make a new friend. Absolutely yeah. reach out to new people. 100%. Often you just realise once you've dropped them a message or whether, like, you hype them up on their photos a little bit on Instagram. I noticed yeah. that I'm friends with a lot of people on Instagram and I'm like, I've never met you in real life though, or hung out with you in real life. So I'm like, yeah, by the time you drop them a message, you realise they're just introverts like me and they just we just needed to, like, break the ice to be friends which is cool tension yeah (laughs) so there are kind of main points that we hope people take away from this because it has been like quite a lot of information and things that we've talked about yeah definitely and I think um one thing to take away from this is that it'll all just it'll all happen at your own pace like don't rush it yeah if you're at the stage right now where you're mourning a friendship or you're going through something and you're like laying on the couch, not leaving your house, just eating a lot of snacks. Listening to sad songs. <laughs> listening to us. <laughs> yeah. That's also okay. It's just a phase that you have to go through. And you are going to be okay. <laughs> it's like, it's not the end of the world. You're allowed to be hurt. Exactly. So that's a wrap on this episode. It's probably been one of our heavier ones, but it was something that's been good to talk about. And I'm glad we had those questions dropped into our Instagram. Yeah. And we're always happy to continue the conversation over on Instagram. So you can hit us up with any more questions, any advice or your own experiences, because we can probably learn from them. (laughs) Give us the tips. Um, As always, don't forget to follow our socials to stay up to date with all of our latest podcast release um, and all of our social media content. So you can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us. And you've been listening to the Girls Unhinged podcast.